Welcome into a special edition of the Fair Weather Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and Roughneck Scarves. This episode will feature an interview with Jack Metcalf. We want to thank him for coming on. And here is our interview. I know Atlanta 2 put out a really good video, um, some video content about you talking about kicking a ball when you were three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As far as um, starting your youth career in Liverpool, uh, growing mm-hmm. up there, what was it like to kind of put on that kit for the first time? Uh, uh, it was it was special, you know. I mean, I went on track. Uh, so it may not be the same anymore, but the way it used to be for, for academy, so like most Premier League and uh, and like championship clubs, you would go on, on like a six-week trial and you would sign, sign a form, like a waiver and stuff. And you'd be there for six weeks. And uh, I can remember, yeah, like as, as a nine-year-old being super nervous, obviously, and, and whatever else. But uh, I, I, I was being, I was super nervous and, and uh, excited at the same time. But I can remember... They give you a, a train a training kit, and I can remember the first time I put the training kit on. I actually went home and slept in it. I didn't want to take it off. Uh, so yeah, that was the level of of excitement and uh, and happiness levels that that I was working with uh, on trial at Liverpool. So I think I think once I got signed, it was it was it was unbelievable. And then uh, to to be lucky enough to to be there for so long was was a uh, it was a special times did that did that specialness ever really wear off no it didn't i mean obviously as i as i got older um i made a few tough decisions to to leave uh to to uh for my career but no i mean it, it never wore off i mean every time you you know the the club that the whole city is is uh you know obviously obsessed and um yeah, my whole family on but on mom and dad's side are a huge Liverpool supporter, so it, it never wore off. Um I think it only got stronger. You know, the the older I grew and the more I watched the first team lifting trophies, um yeah, it, it just grew. Now you have a really neat story about being in Istanbul for that champions mm-hmm. league back. Um, yeah. Like obviously, yeah. any Liverpool supporter, if they watch that live, that's one of the highlights of being kind of a supporter. But is there any other games, maybe outside of those really big, uh, monumental games, that were kind of special for you as a supporter? Yeah, I mean, definitely. On to be honest, the, there was something special about the the whole two thousand and five season being being Benitez's season, and as that was the age, I think I was like thirteen, fourteen, and. I was kind of realizing that, you know, soccer was what I wanted to do for the, you know, I wanted a career in it, whether I was going to play or just be involved in the game. Um, and uh, I knew that I had a chance, like, to, to go full-time at Liverpool around that time too. So, uh, the whole season was special. And I remember there was a game against Juventus, Lewis Garcia scored an, an unbelievable goal. Obviously, the Olympiacos one where Ger- Gerard scores. the whole, But again, and, and another one, Luis Garcia scored again against Chelsea. The, the the ghost goal or whatever they whatever they refer to it as is the whole season. Uh, there was something special about it, and uh, there were so many games that year that 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 stand out. Um, so I would probably say one one of those. Now you you said you had to make a tough choice uh, to leave mm-hmm. 
There's my dogs acting crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you moved to Wolves and you played mm. like an international tournament in Sweden. Um, what was that yeah. like? Yeah. It was fun. I mean, growing up uh, with Liverpool as well, we we the world. Um, you know, we went to Spain, Amsterdam, Italy a lot, uh, Abu Dhabi, over to the States. Um, we went to Atlanta and, and a few other cities in the States. But with, uh, so, so, it was quite common to to go either season or towards the end of the season on on like an international um, tour or, or tournament, and that's quite common. But the the Wolves one was was a little special because the Cup is is a is a team from all over the world. I mean, we final we played. Uh, I think it was uh, Cruzeiro from. Um, you play teams from all over. To be in Sweden and play against top opposition from all over Europe, um, being great teams. We beat Ajax, AC Milan. Um, so it was uh, definitely, definitely a fun trip. And then your transition to college. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I know you talked about it on another podcast, the Loyalist podcast. But, yeah. Um, was that a tough move for you to come over to the United States? Like, um, or was that just something that you talked to enough people that it was wasn't nearly as big of a leap yeah no it was, that's an interesting question i think now you're seeing more internationals and definitely players make the jump to college um uh, i know it, it's a great route uh, to to the professional game and occasion too at the time in 2010 it wasn't as popular um and i think what most people do is they drop down the leagues and, and, and try and a professional contract. And that was definitely my first thought was to try and find a club that would, would offer me a deal. And I kind of half went down that route, but then, you know, the, yeah, the more I researched and the more I spoke to people over here, uh, people in England who'd, who'd uh, taken the route or knew people that had taken the route and gone on to have, you know, good pro careers. Um, it just seemed like, the best option for me at the time. Uh, it was definitely a tough decision, um, for sure. Being being eighteen and and uh, and moving away was was a tough decision, but um, I, I'm so glad I, I did now. And it was uh, it was an unbelievable four years. And you know, I, I like I speak to a lot of people back home who are in similar situations. And um, whenever I've talked about, it, I mean, it was for not just not just for my career, but for me as a person too. Growing up you know, away from family and, and being in that environment of, of college soccer was, you, you had a lot of lessons quick and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, for, it can, for me, possibly beneficial. Now, uh, Clemson, you were, um, a pretty, pretty decorated defender, um, on the team. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah. did you always play on the back ends, uh, through your youth career? Or is that something that as you got older, you I, more I more? kind of, I kind of, uh, I grew up playing, playing center back actually when I was real young and that was always my position. And then, uh, as people grew taller, I started moving in position. So I went, uh, center midfield. Then I, you know, played right back. I remember earlier, it's probably 16, 17. And then, um, when I came, went to Clemson, I actually played central midfield in freshman year and then sophomore year, um, a little bit of both central midfield and I played out wide on the right. And then my last two years, um, 
I, I started playing yeah right back in, in in a wing back role and I felt like that was when I, I kind of found a position that I, I probably enjoyed the most um, and, and felt like I, I got the best out of myself there in, in college. And then again in the pros, I, I did move around the last, even even in Atlanta, I played quite a bit of midfield too. So I, I have I've kind of been, you know, dependent on, on, on the season or dependent on the club, I, I, I've played in various positions, yeah. What was that transition like from college to professional level for you? Like, how do, why uh, it or uh, any any things you had to kind of overcome to transition from college to pro? I mean, obviously in college you go you go from uh, you go from playing like a three three month season, possibly four months to to obviously a, a nine ten month season, uh, depending on how well you do. I would say that was probably the big, you know, just games being way more spaced out, having most of the time having a full week to, to prepare for games. Um, so I'd say that was probably the biggest takeaway. And then, and then just being around, um, you know, experienced pros. I mean, growing up at Liverpool and Wolves, uh, most of the pros that I was around were, were younger guys that were just starting off their careers and then making the jump to pro in Charlotte, you know, around a lot of players that had played for 15 Years or more. I mean, when I was there, my my first year as a pro, Jorge Herrera. I can always remember. He was a, he uh, a USL a USL legend. He was like, well, this is my. I think it was like his 16th or 17th season at the my first year, and he he just looked still in unbelievable shape. He just looked like he was 19, 20 out there, and and he was someone I looked to as as a. As like a little, little bit of a mentor because he just had a great approach to to training and to the games. Um, he was, you know, he was very even keel. He never got too happy, never got too sad about you know results or performances. But every day he would, he would, uh, he would, he would improve every day and he'd give it his all. So he was, he was, he was a great mentor and and someone I I always looked up to. So uh, tell me about uh, that first couple years in Charlotte. Uh, any mm-hmm. highlights from those couple seasons in your in kind of your first like professional senior team experience? Yeah, I mean there there was there was plenty of, of good games. I mean the few years I was in Charlotte, we had um, we had some some great results and um, we were fairly successful in terms of, of making playoffs and and um, and stuff like that. Trying to think now. One game that sticks out is we played Cincinnati at home. We actually played Cincinnati away, uh, um, the first year of, of of Cincinnati's existence, in front of a huge crowd, um, and we had a poor performance, myself included. I, I didn't play that great, so I remember the the second game was towards the end of the season, and we were making a big push for for a home playoff game, and um, Cincinnati were doing well as well in that year, and. There was a lot of hype around the game as 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 two good teams playing each other and um, yeah fr- from a team standpoint we 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 played really well and and dominated the game and and, and got a good result I think I think we, was it three one or three two I think and then um, uh, yeah that that sort of of uh, I think I think we clinched playoffs that night and for myself as well it was like almost like a bit of redemption from the from the first game uh, so. That that was good, and um, but there, there there was many games where you know 
there's some good comebacks against Orlando B at the time and there's many games where that I can remember that, that stick in the memory, yeah. And then you go to Wales after mm-hmm. Charlotte. Um, yeah. That's kind of a, a unique transition. I know you mentioned yeah. there was like a, a coach involved that was kind of yeah. a, that brought you there. What was that transition like? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Um, it was nothing that I had planned or or w- was looking to. It just just kind of happened, and it was kind of like one of those things that it was it was right time for me. I, I kind of wanted something new, and uh, at that time, yeah, that popped up. They at the time, Bangor were 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 second in the table, and were were fighting for those European spots, and it was just an opportunity that came to me and. One at the time, I thought I wanted to take the chance and, and go there and uh, and experience something new. So it was good. It was a good few months, and uh, there were some great plays there, and, uh, and we had a great time. But um, for me, always, like, long-term, I wanted my career to be in the States. Um, but this was just something that popped up, and it was the yeah right thing at the right time. Um, and, I, and I'm kind of glad I did it, too, because I think uh, – I think it made me realize that obviously it's great to go to go and play over there, but I think it made me realize that I was probably most happiest um, in the state over here. Uh, so yeah. And then what brought you back to uh, Atlanta too? Um, yeah, I mean, similar thing. I knew I knew some people in the club. Um, you know, I, I the, there's a a funny connection between Atlanta United and 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 Clemson. Um, and it's all kind of connected through our college coach, Mike Noonan. Um, so there's some players. I mean, even Darren Eels, the, the president of the club, is friendly with, um, was was a player at the same time uh, my college coach was coaching at Brown. I don't think he ever played under him, but he was finishing his degree at the time. Um, so so my coach at Clemson knew Darren well. And Bobby Belair, who actually played with at Clemson, um, works in the front office. Um, and he was kind of heading up the the Atlanta two team, and he reached out to me. Um, he reached out to me, yeah, and he was like, "Look, we'd be interested in, in bringing bringing you in." And again, I'd seen what Atlanta had been like as as a club and how well they were they were doing things. So it was it was an opportunity that that I couldn't couldn't pass up at the time. And then transitioning to San Diego, mm-hmm. how hard was it to leave Atlanta? I know that there was a lot of love there from the supporters. Uh, and they yeah. like having you on the team. What was that decision like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think anyway, where you build relationships and 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 you make connections with with people in the club, like you said, the fans. Are, um, there was a lot of people that that um, I built up a strong strong connection with. Um, so I think. Any time for for any athlete um, that builds a connection with people in and outside the club, people in the city also not connected with the sport. It's always hard, I think, in in any situation. Um, and obviously, people in sports move around a lot, um, so it kind of comes with the territory. But I think any time that that you move, it's it's always going to be tough. But I mean, coming out to San Diego and 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 speaking to London and and the rest of uh, the people involved with the club here made it made it really smooth and, and made it really easy. And yeah, you know, I was obviously really excited to get out here. So that f- the preseason game at Torero Stadium, uh, yeah, Nate uh, accentuating where you're from because he's also a Liverpool supporter. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. people seeing there's a scouser on our team. Yeah. Kind of, what yeah. was that uh, response like for you? I mean, it was honestly the when I heard that song, it was it was surreal because I had no, I had like obviously no real idea about anything, you know, any Liverpool supporters um, at at that moment in time. I had seen some on Twitter, but didn't know anyone was going to be at the game or or anything like that. And then when I heard that song and seen the little supporter section be behind me on that side, it was uh, it was surreal and it, it put a smile on my face and. Um, yeah, it was it was an unbelievable moment, and I remember coming back and telling my wife after the game that that what they were singing, and and she she was smiling, laughing because uh, she could see how how uh, happy I was about that. So it it was it was amazing, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a shame it obviously hasn't happened more often, but I'm sure it will. They uh, they wanted me to mention that you are invited to uh, the LFC SD. Uh, group when Liverpool lifts the cup, you're more than welcome. Oh, I'll there. be there. I'll be. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. They're a good group of guys. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm allowed to show up because I hadn't been in a while. And then I showed up. Yeah. And they dropped points for the. You know, they got their first loss. So I don't know if I'm welcome <laughs> back anymore. Yeah. You might be um, banned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're a good group yeah. of guys. Speaking of yeah. that, um, any favorite Liverpool podcasts? Are you a Redmen guy? Are you a Anfield rap guy? Yeah, the, the one the one I've listened to the most probably probably the Anfield rap. Uh, that's that's probably the one one I've listened to the most, and, and I probably enjoy that one the most to be honest. Um, yeah, so yeah, I would probably say the Anfield rap. And then for yeah. what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Are there kind of training regiments you've been keeping up on? Are you a video game guy? Or are you like me who eats her feelings? So you like filled up yeah. on Oreos and Honey Nut Cheerios? What have you been, you've been busy doing? Yeah, I mean, we've been given like individual um, workouts that we can we can do at home or, or go for a run and find an area where, where we can do that on our own. So I've been keeping up with those, obviously. Um, and then honestly, I mean, I've... I've been doing a little bit of both. I mean, I've been on Netflix. I've had a little go of Football Manager now and again just to uh, pass the time, and that that uh, that does pass some hours. Um, not not a massive video game uh, guy, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been on my iPad for the for the most part. And yeah, I've I've definitely been uh, been eating too many too many uh, bits of chocolate and, and, and biscuits than, than I should be. But uh, all, the, all the running and, and, and the gym that we've been getting sent to do on our own is, has been burning their off. So, yeah. Who, who do you usually play with on Football Manager? It's funny. Like, I usually will pick, like, an obscure team. So, I what I like doing the most and the one that passes the most time is if I start in, I don't know, League 1, League 2. Sometimes I'll go, like, Tramere Rovers and... And have a go. I'll just pick an obscure team that I'm not too uh, invested in, just to just to have fun. And that's what that's what I do most of the time, yeah. Or sometimes I'll even pick an MLS team and and have a go at that uh, a team in Italy. Um, so yeah, the mo- the most recent one I was uh, I was Tranmere Rovers and was trying to get them promoted, but I wasn't too successful in that, in that. So I think I think I just I think I just quit. Did you uh, try to do the Forward Madison challenge? No, what's that? So Forward Madison put out, uh, one of their guys put out a uh, thing you can download. 
and okay. you try to he puts in pro rel to United States and you start oh, wow. at the championship level and you take wow. try to take Ford Madison to the premier the Premier League in the United <laughs> States and win with them. And if you win, they send you the coach yeah. letter. Uh wow. That's it was kind of yeah, the it was it was pretty well liked in the uh yeah. USL Twitterverse for a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. And I guess the last question about that is how often do you buy yourself and put yourself on the team? <laughs> I, I would be lying if I said I uh, I haven't done that, but uh once my uh when my performances were lacking, I uh I think I had to put myself back in the reserves at some clubs uh <laughs> and uh and not play myself as much because performances were dropping. But um I would I, I would be lying if I say I, I haven't done that. I think most most players who are on there would would do the same. It's the same as obviously guys on FIFA. They they love playing with themselves or or just having fun with it. But uh, yeah, I have done that a few times. Yeah. And do you always feel bad? Like I have to sell myself? Like yeah, <laughs> I always give myself the best contract, though. Of course, <laughs> you know, as I... as much as the as much as the club will allow. <laughs> and is your is your crossing as good on on footy manager as it is in real life or? I, I honestly, I'm not sure. We'll we'll have to look at the. Uh, I'll have to have a look and see and see what see what it's saying. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm not sure. Now I I know Chris has some questions uh, as well for you. Um, we're gonna bring him in. His questions are, are a little bit a little bit more in the vein that we've been on. Uh, a little bit less on the technical highlights, but okay. I'll turn it over to him uh, to ask you a couple of uh, questions. Cool. Hey, what's up, Jack? How you doing? How are we? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was uh, I was good. listening. To, I was listening to uh, some of the things you were answering earlier, and uh, I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to start off mine. Uh, um, so you were kind of talking about how there was a lot of like tie-ins to Atlanta with like the Clemson team. Yeah. So like going off of that, I mean, have you had a chance to kind of scan the Western Conference to see like? Other like teams that have like people that you've you've played with, um, not too much. I mean, I know I know a lot of people that, that are out here now playing playing in the West. Um, in terms of of looking around, not not really. I'm I'm sure if I did, I would probably I'd probably play against a, a lot of people people out here, either in college or in the pros. Um, trying to think now, some guys that come to mind. I played with you know AJ Cox who's at Phoenix. Uh, I know a lot of guys at, at New Mexico. Um, so I, I know the coach, Troy. I actually worked with Troy at, at Charlotte for, for a good few years. And uh, I know him well. And Cody Mizell, the goalkeeper. I know David Strada, Devin Sandoval, Austin Yearwood, all those guys at New Mexico. Um, so the, those, those are the ones that spring to mind. Um Right you, now, yeah. So I'd say those guys are, are probably the ones that spring to mind. Do you think that that would be like one of the the games uh, in your mind, like in your season, that you'd probably pinpoint as one you would look forward to because of that sort For of? Sure. Yeah. No. When whenever you know four or five guys on a team, um, or or even or even a couple, it it definitely adds a, a different element to the game. Um, so yeah, knowing five or six guys in New Mexico, that was that was one. Um, that that I was definitely looking forward to, yeah. Yeah, I tried to ask Cody a couple. Uh, I tried to ask him mm -hmm. if there's any questions that that he he would want yeah. me to ask you uh, prior to this. 
Um, yeah. But uh, no luck. He's probably spending time with his little little baby boy. I was gonna say he's uh, <laughs> he's probably bu- probably busy with uh, with his with his little baby Luke. It's funny. I was actually I actually roomed with Cody for four years in college. Um, so all the way through college, we we had like a, a four bedroom apartment. Yeah. So other guys, but me and Cody came at the same time and and uh, and and left at a similar time. So we. Uh, yeah, we know each other well, and then spent a couple of years in Charlotte together. So, um, yeah, me, me and Cody are good friends. Right on. So uh, during those days in Clemson, like, mm-hmm. like, are there any? Do you have like any favorite like memories uh, during that that era? Yeah, I would probably say my senior year was was the most memorable. Uh, I think that was pro- we had, you know, a, a real good team team that year. Um, you know, we, I mean, all the way through college, I mean, Cody was obviously an unbelievable goalkeeper. My senior year, Andrew Tarbell played in goal, um, who, who's at Columbus now. We just had a, we had a great team. I mean, Amadou Deer, Kyle Fisher, um, Tommy McNamara, um, you know, Paul Close. We, 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 we had a great team. Um, Fanwell Cavita was on that team also. And most guys have, have played, a big role in the USL and, and then obviously like Tommy T and, and Tobbs have, have spent time in the MLS too. Um, so I would honestly say just that whole year, my whole senior year, we had, we had a lot of great results. Um, you know, we, we beat some, some big teams that, that were ranked number one. I remember be, we beat Maryland at home uh, when they were ranked number one. <laughs> I actually got sent off that game uh, pretty early on, but the team, Played unbelievable, ended up winning the game. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say that whole season was was special. Right on. Um, so then, I, uh, from there, I'd like to say, like, um, can you tell me about a time where you felt like really established uh, in your in your career? Um, I don't know whether. I think it's tough when when you're a player. Like, it, it, I think it's hard to ever to ever have that in your mind of like, oh, like now, now I'm established. And I, I wouldn't say I've ever felt like, oh, like now, now I'm, I'm established because in, obviously in professional sports and, and especially in soccer as well. And I think you see a lot in USL, a lot of, a lot of rosters change from, from year to year. And since I've been a pro, I've seen full leagues fold, like the NSL folded and seen hundreds of players out of, out of jobs. So I, I would honestly say I've probably never ever felt like in my own head like okay now now I'm established. I definitely think I've had good seasons. Um, I think last year um, I had a decent season um, o- overall. But uh, yeah, I mean you just you just never know what's going to happen. Um, obviously, like like I said, I've seen full leagues fold and and I've seen um, t- teams come and go. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I've ever, ever, I've ever said to myself, oh, okay, now, now I'm established, but, um, I mean, obviously you, you can definitely recognize when you have, have a good season and, and feel good about that, but I've never, I would never say, okay, now, now I'm fully, fully established. Right. Now, yeah. do you, uh, are you, are you much of a cooker? You know what? My, I have to give my wife credit. My wife is a great cooker. Um. And she she does most of that. I I'll have a go now and again. Uh, there's a few things that that I can 
that I can cook, but I, I have to give my wife credit on this one. She she's the uh, she's the cook in the house. Okay, so if your wife is gone for a week and uh, yeah. you've got a limited budget, uh, what things are you picking up? Because what what meals could you make for say you and the guys? Okay, so like what 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 I always go to is I would either cook like recently uh, I had uh, my mom over and stuff, and so we bought. Uh, we bought steaks. We we bought steaks. Um, we have like this indoor like flameless grill. Um, so we cook cook the steaks on there, and then like we'd flash fry them in, in the uh, in the pan. Uh, we we have like a ca- cast iron skillet, so we'd flash fry them in there. And then one of the easiest things to do is almost get like a stir fry kit. You can either if you you know you can either just Keep it mostly veggies and fry that up. Add the steak in. Add a few sauces, um, and and that would be my go-to. Or if you want a bigger meal, you can you can add some noodles to that, or rice, or or whatever you want. But that's that's normally my go-to would be would be something along those lines. So either like a a chicken or or a steak stir fry would be would be my go-to. Right on. Okay, that's yeah. that's pretty uh, that's that's pretty gourmet right there. Yeah, it it's super. <laughs> honestly, it's super simple. I mean, uh, um, once it you start getting into technicalities of cooking, I'm I'm not the best, but there's a few things that I that I know how to how to make. Right on. So uh, have you become quite the beach guy, um, being in San Diego? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a dog, so I'm, uh, definitely taking advantage of all the the dog beaches. Um, yeah, me me and my wife. And, and we've had like some of our parents come over too, so we've been taking everybody to to the different dog beaches um, all over. Like we've been Coronado, Ocean Beach, uh, up to like Del Mar and those areas. And so yeah, we've definitely been taking full advantage of that of that stuff for sure. Right on. So uh, yeah. I know some of the guys on the team are, are participating in that EUSL uh, challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, were you, did you offer your services to be a good uh, a good gaffer or what? Nah, I did not. I did not. I don't think. Uh, I don't think they'd benefit at all from from me being involved in that. To be honest, I think uh, Evan, Evan, Elijah, and obviously obviously Andrew. I think I think San Diego's in good hands there uh, with those with those guys. So they made the right choice. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, oh yeah. So are you are you much? Are you an animal person? Yeah, I've all, always loved dogs. I mean, grew up with dogs and um, always always been around dogs all my life. So a few years ago at twenty, yeah, the start of twenty eighteen, right, right, the week before I moved to Atlanta, uh, me and my wife bought bought our dog Nala. So I am um, I, I I love animals, but uh, I would say I'm a, I'm a huge Huge dog person for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa, yeah. you got a question? Yeah. Speaking of animals and your yeah. uh, college career at Clemson, um, mm-hmm. have you been able to catch Tiger King on Netflix? No, I have not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I've heard I've heard stories um, about about it, and people I've seen a bunch of stuff on on social media, but I've not I've not watched it yet. Okay. Well, if you do get a chance, let us know how you, what you okay. think. Uh, I will do. I'll, little, I'll report back. Little crazy. Back. <laughs> I feel. I feel like. I feel like if he if he watch if you watch 
Tiger King that we might see this like Clemson alumni promo where it's like uh, Jack <laughs> Metcalf and he's like he's like the the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. New yeah. meaning to Tiger King, that's for sure. Okay, right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all the questions I got for you. I really appreciate uh, just being able to spend some time, like learning more about you, and you know, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm out in New Mexico, so I'm like the unlocal okay. local, and so, yeah. uh, so, so when I saw who you've played with and all the different, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, like this guy's yeah. gonna he's gonna enjoy that game. <laughs> yeah, do do you uh, do you speak much to the to the guys out there? Um, I know I know Dave I know Dave Estrada for sure is involved in in the community. And he does great things out there, but they're all great guys. Dev, Devin too, and um, and obviously Cody Austin. They're all they're all great guys. So if you oh, uh, yeah, if, if, all if, those if guys. you bump into those guys and tweet them, tell tell them uh, I was asking about them. I definitely will. Yeah. Um. So you're speaking to like the community, and I think that's kind of a theme for USL. I mean, I want to yeah. I want to know a little bit about this and. We can't really get out into the community um, right now because of yeah. what's going on. What is something that you would do if we were able to leave our houses without any restrictions? What's the first thing you're going to do? Um, that's a good, that's a good question, I, and I think that um, you're right. Like the USL, I think does a great job across the league. A, a bunch of teams are, are deep rooted in their communities, and and I think that's something that. Um, you know the the club here in San Diego is is stressing as as a as a huge importance, and we want to be involved in the community as much as we possible in in all different capacities. And I would say from from my wife's background, she she's a nurse. Um, we got a, a brief chance to go to to um, the hospital here at Radies, um, and and we had a we had a small event up there, and it was tough because obviously the the what's what's going on now was starting to to become more and more serious at that time so it's not like we could interact with 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 people and 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 children up there so i think um the first thing i first thing i i would do would was probably probably go to to a hospital and and spend mm-hmm. some time with with the kids and families up there because um yeah my, my wife worked at children's Healthcare of atlanta um and she's seen the impact of 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 people going in and especially Atlanta United, they played a big role in, in going in a lot. And obviously here we got off to a great start in, in, uh, in doing that, mm-hmm. you know, last month, last month, but it's just a shame that we, we couldn't follow up and, and yeah. plan um, the visit that, that was scheduled. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure once, once things return to somewhat normality, we will, we'll be able to, to go there and, and uh, spend some time with those people up there. Yeah, that I mean, that's definitely something that I think we're all looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Not just the sport, but everything else that involves around sport, like our friends sure. are, you know, watching matches and stuff. Like that. So, thank for you sure. For- I mean, I mean, you know, like that's the thing. I mean, it's it's amazing to 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 see um, like the the community feel of of this club and and how mm-hmm. how people have bought in straight away. You know, the fans, but so many different different people from from different backgrounds have have bought in and mm-hmm. i think we've seen that we've seen that uh from from the kit reveal um to 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 the other events events we've had and then obviously the first game was was an unbelievable turnout so yeah right. i think i think as players that's that's something we're all missing too having that interaction um 
is huge for for us as well. So um, mm-hmm. we're, we're all missing that too. Yeah, well, hopefully sooner than later. But it, yeah, we now we have this digital way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alan, did you have anything final you wanted to add in? Yeah. Um, best musical taste on the team. Who has the best music? The, the best music? Oh, let me see. There's some... Uh... I would say it's it's funny. Like everyone has has their own uh, has their own style. I would say who I would say oh, Eric Eric Avia probably is on the uh, the speakers. The most. he gets given given the reins the most. So I'd say Avi has some uh, some great great the music. He uh, I would say he definitely understands understands the vibe. If guys, you know, he'll. Put some upbeat music on if guys are feeling good, or if it's a bit more of a relaxing day, he'll he'll put something a bit more chilled out. So I'd, I'll say Avi's got some good taste in music, yeah. So Grant wouldn't throw anyone under the bus, but I'm assuming because he's like <laughs> a newer guy, so maybe sure he doesn't want to throw anybody. But um, who has the worst taste in music on the team? The worst? You know what? I don't think a lot of people have had an opportunity to show how bad their taste in music is. But I would say from the guys that have had a chance, Joe Joe loves a little bit more of a hardcore, like rock metal feel feel to his music. And that's that's something I can't really get on board with. I mean, I get it. It's it's fine, everyone like, but I would say Joe uh, Joe has lean towards towards that style of music so for, just for, for the sake of this i'm sure i'm sure there's people that have way worse taste but for, for the sake of this I'll, I'll go with big joe well we'll have to check back in with you that was what yeah. Grant said. i mean we're just starting out and i don't really know and he was really like, yeah. really reluctant so we're like i didn't want to push it because he's a like, younger nah. kid <laughs> yeah no nah, uh for the yeah for the sake of this i'll, I'll go with joe because I, i've heard some of his music and it's not for me. Let's let's put it. Let's leave it at that. Fair enough. Is that because you you said you're like more like '80s '90s British? Yeah, I do. Like I, I like like some of the the like just before my generation, uh, like early uh, British bands. Um, but I, I like house music. Um, yeah, like that's like rap from from over here from back in England too. So. I would say a, a little bit more of a, a diverse um, taste in music, but but uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not into to the whole heavier heavier rock yet. So That's we'll fair. see we'll um, see if it grows on me. Is there a place? Is, I know uh, you're pretty you're pretty active on Twitter. Is there places mm-hmm. where uh, the supporters can uh, follow you on these social medias? Yeah, I mean. Twitter and Instagram is is what I use the most. Um, I think on Twitter it's at Jack Pesmet, and on uh, Instagram it's just just my full name, Jack Pesmet. So, um, yeah, any of those, um, I'm there. Um, so feel free to give me a follow, and I'll yeah, we can we can communicate there and and interact there. So nice now grant we talked grant stoneman into doing a uh trying to do a uh spanish with stoneman kind of deal because <laughs> he doesn't have anything to pass his time uh is there anything yeah. that you want any hobbies that you're you're starting or getting into and now that you have a little bit more time on your hands 
You know what? They've all gone through my head. I mean, I've thought about the language. Um, you know, I've thought about other things. Like, I went downstairs yesterday. And my wife's drawing. She's she's like doing drawing a picture that's looking unbelievable. And honestly, I, I'm pretty useless because I'm not learning a language. I'm not I'm not drawing. I'm not really learning how to cook. Uh, I'm passing my time on football or, or Netflix. So. You know what? If I'm open, to, I'm open to suggestions. If you guys have anything, if any of the other fans have anything for me to to pass the time, uh, I'll I'll get on board with it and see what I can do. Perfect. Yeah. So fi- fire out to the to the fans. Anyone you know, help uh, me out here. And then, is there anything, any message you want to send to? I know this is, they asked you this as well, but is there any um, messages that you want to put out to supporters? Uh, yeah. People? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I say, obviously, during this time, staying safe and staying safe and well is is obviously paramount, and and, um, and going along with all, with all the information we've been given and, and sticking to that is obviously is obviously paramount for, for everybody, and um, that's what we're doing. So I think sticking to that, and then you know, sticking with us, and and you know, continue. I think continuing to do these things, any players and having all, all 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 the fans getting involved with 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 podcasts or or whatever they want you know they can reach out and communicate with with players as much as they can and um i, th- I think that's going to help um and yeah just just whenever whenever we get back to normality I, um we just can't wait to to see everyone back out there and um you know what what an amazing fir- first event to have and we're just lucky that we we got to have have that game at home and, and experience mm-hmm. that. And I think everyone felt the energy and the excitement at um uh, that night. And, you know, just, just look forward to, to many more of those because I think, uh, you know, as players and as a club, we, we can't wait to be back out there. So, yeah, yeah we, drum- uh, we can't wait to see everyone back out there. Yeah. My drumming blister is almost healed. So yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you, go. you speak uh, for many of us. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. other questions, Chris, Marissa, you want to? No, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed the time. Spending our af- your afternoon with us. Oh, no, of course. It, it was a vision. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Once we get back, we'll, we'll definitely have to swing back around and check in with you and see how things are going. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then hopefully, cool. if I get unbanned from the Princess Pub, we'll see each other out of there. <laughs> I definitely won't see you there, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, then. Thank you, Jack. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. All right. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.